Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. Many psychopaths have taken advantage of times of chaos and confusion. And oftentimes these moments in global history have been caused by nature by cosmic nature, by mother nature, by a variety of natures, and sometimes by human nature. And when psychopaths take advantage of chaos and confusion, it's essential that the polarity become available. And the polarity to a psychopath taking advantage of chaos and confusion is consciousness in presence. Consciousness in full presence. And we have in Kundalini Yoga the technologies, not of exploring mentally but of actually combining your physical body with your emotional body, with your devotional body, with your mental body, with your supramental body, with your existential body, and with your spirit body. All seven of these facilities are available to your presence. And when you work with this technology to bring yourself on all of those levels to a full presence, then you use your physical body for its highest purpose. You use your emotions, your emotional body, for their highest purpose. You use your devotions, your devotional body, for its highest purpose. You use your mental body that brain-mind conveyance for its highest purpose. You use your, supra -emotion, uh, your supramental body, which is those um, essences, uh, those rasa, rasayana, for its highest purpose. You use your existential body, your body of purpose, for its highest purpose. And you use your spirit body, which is the gift that is being driven by soul, paramatma, to be able to function in body. And it determines what your in body is going to be like. Hmm. Now is the time in which the common, and I'll use this in the expression that Yogi Bhajan used it, he said there's probably not any, but 
if there is any sin, it's being timid, feeling guilty, being shy. <laughs> All of the things that take you out of your full presence. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Because sometimes shy was considered appropriate. Oftentimes guilt is considered appropriate. But they're neither appropriate nor effective. They take you out of the game. And the emperor's languaging was the languaging that says, remove your ego. The emperor's languaging was the languaging that said, be desireless. This was not the language of sages. This was the language that took the language of sages and distorted it. Just like Christianity today is distorted from the life of Jesus. Just like Sikh Dharma today is distorted from the life of the Gurus. Just like all of the paths that have gone through time, through centuries of incorporation into a social structure, have been distorted by either ill-intended psychopaths or unintentional unconsciousness. But through time, these paths have all been distorted. And that's why Yogi Bhajan was such a hoot to watch. Because he would come into the presence of tradition and just basically blow the walls down. And it would make some people who were very much attuned to either the tradition that he was blowing up or the traditions that were common on the particular area of the planet that he was teaching on. Another good friend of his Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who became Osho after his passing, was another one who would blow up tradition. I loved it when he told us, he said, uh, when, Bhagra, uh, when Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, Yogi Bhajan was saying, have you ever been invited here? And he said, yeah. Have you ever been invited here? And he said, yeah. And then Yogi Bhajan looked at him and he said, why aren't you there again? He said, I'm always invited once. <laughs> Huh? But if you're not playing for a return visit, you will be, I am who I am, that is that. Exactly who I am, that is that. I am who I am, that is that. And even the word, exactly. Exactly. Lee is like all of these Sanskrit mantric words that get way out in Russia. Sunya, Shunya, Eklanya. All of these mantric words, they take you and they, they, they take your brain, this brain that's trying to keep track of everything, everything in its place, come on, all lined up. Because this is the tradition. This is the first tradition that you need to blow up, friendly way, <laughs> non-violently. 
in order, in order to be fully present in your presence. Because otherwise this will say, are you sure? Do you want to go that far? All my life, probably all your life, you have been a bit overwhelming <laughs> until you were underplaying yourself, right? Until you had been beaten down so many times that you went, mm, mm. And that's why it is thought to be traditionally pious to be very humble. Oh, I'm most humble. You know, I'm most humble. No. Do your bowing when it's time to bow and do your presentation when it's time to be present. Don't come in, I'm so meek, I'm so mild, you know. I'm, don't bother, don't bother with me. I'm nothing. I am just nothing. I am just nothing. No! Not that. That is not the way to be at this time in which psychopaths globally are taking advantage of the natural chaos and confusion that is taking place all over. So many times in history have been in this location. And we have been from the future. We have incarnated on planets that were a thousand years older, ten thousand years older, a million years older than this scrubby little half-star hotel. <laughs> this place is the ghetto of this universe. <laughs> and we're not here to gentrify it. We're here to occupy it with our presence to bring flowers back into the ghetto, to patch up the walls of the ghetto, to make the space livable again. Because it is collapsing under the idiocy of the psychopaths taking advantage of the chaos and confusion. That is natural, by the way, right now. Why do the psychopaths say there is no such thing as climate change? There's no such thing as this and that. There's no such thing as bias and racial bigotry. There's no such thing as bias against women. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Ah. A woman is the future. Womb. The womb means future. What comes out of the womb? Yesterday? Or tomorrow? Huh? Tomorrow comes out of the womb. Womb means future. Man means now. Man means the brain-mind conveyance of this moment, right now. And a man, or a man, as it's mispronounced, is just supposed to be right here, right now. But if a man is completely strung out on some false measure of value, then a man will be controlled by the past and speculating, not innovating, and not even intuiting, but speculating about the future. Completely non-present in his presence.
a woman is the future and the now. She's more powerful than a man. Those of you that took the incarnation as a woman in this lifetime need to stand up and be that woman. Because when you're a woman, all of the scandals that are happening in the world of today will be ridiculous. Because a womb, man, a shakti power will say to a man who is living in his... Almost said something. How is interesting. To find yourself captured in mid-sentence, living in his male organs, looking for a place to call home. Because so distant in the past, so speculated in the future, that his second center, which is his center of approval, the second center is our center of approval. And if we don't give it to ourselves, we'll be looking for it constantly. Will you approve of me? Will you approve of me? Right? And if the women of this world are educated and trained not to be victimized by that nonsense, but to stand up in their power, in their shakti, and say, don't be an idiot. Sit down. Let me show you what you need to get over that idiocy. And if you do it with sufficient presence, that child that's looking for the womb, looking for the breast to nurture, looking for the womb to be back inside of that cuddle prior to birth, that's what it's looking for. Get over this oh, bad person, this, that, and that. Because that's what it looks like at this level of emotion, but when you go into the presence of your devotion, you realize, here's somebody coming, needing some help. It's a little child, it's a student, it's a preschooler. Put your jacket over there, put your boots there, here's where you sit. Here's your lesson for today. Put that thing back in your trousers. <laughs> not even batting an eye, but rising into that goddessness that you are. It's going to take some practice. It's going to take some practice. But learn a couple of really good martial art moves. Learn a pretty good couple of martial arts moves. Ta, ta! Okay, now let's sit down you're already lying down, I know. <laughs> I knocked you down. <coughs> and forget this nonviolence. What it means is don't be you. I'm not saying be violent across, 
but be very, very good at taking down the offensive. Do you understand? This man said to us, he has the biggest ego there is. Because ego is what you make of it. And because so many people make nonsense of it, I'm really having to check my words. Because so many people make nonsense of their ego, ego gets a bad reputation. And then the emperor's language says, be egoless. Really? Ego is the glue that holds soul power into body. You be egoless, then you have less soul power in your body, then you're easily governed, you're easily controlled. Abolish the emperor's languaging in the way in which you self-talk. Abolish the emperor's language in the way in which you listen. And become the Raj Yog yourself. Become the emperor and the empress of you. In Raj Yog, the definition of a ruler is one who has reached that stage of awareness that everyone else wants to measure up to. Rulers and measurements. Not somebody that gives orders. This is not a ruler. This is a psychopath. We must change the language in which we view the world in which we exist. So that the language that describes the world in which we exist is telling us what is, not what is being translated. And then what is doesn't overwhelm us, doesn't threaten us. Because when we are in touch with exactly what is, we are also present enough to be in touch with exactly the antidote. The Tao. Be aware of what is, so that you're aware of what is not. And then you draw the path between what is and what is not. And that is the path that you walk diligently, vigilantly, step by step by step. And if in those steps someone tries to attack you, know a couple of moves. Really, this is not just talk. Know a couple of moves. Make your move. Non-aggression is appropriate, as is violence at some times. And when you are in that violence, you will use the energy of the aggressor. As in Aki Dao. You understand? We are not going to be subjugated by the emperor's language.
There is nothing outside ourself that is to be in charge of ourself. We are in charge of ourself. And when somebody is creating offensiveness within our moment, you either vacate that space or you rearrange it. Take that power on yourself to be authorized to rearrange the space, if necessary, in which you dwell. Either vacate the space or rearrange the space. But make certain that the space in which you dwell is enhancing the consciousness of everyone within that space. Right now, there's a huge movement to be also the victim. It is ultimately an emperor's trap. Because remember, in most times like these times, the emperors and the empresses are all psychopathic idiots. But if you tell them that into their face, they will consider you a danger to their obsession. And so we spend our energies building our strengths. Every single day, get up. Practice the moves that get you in touch with your presence. Practice the moves that get you in touch with the total presence. Practice the moves that allow you to rearrange your space, if necessary. And keep fit so that you can vacate your space, if necessary. Does this make sense? Am I just understanding myself? No. <laughs> the way in which we do it is that in order to understand your space, in order to understand and comprehend your space, you must be fully present in your space. That is presence. That means that you have to do those things which show you the goodness and the corruption simultaneously. And you cannot be overwhelmed by the corruption. You must be able to see the corruption and say, hmm. Say it. Hmm. hmm. Nothing else, just hmm. hmm. It's a curious mantra. Hmm. Hmm. And the curiosity of that mantra opens up your intuition because the hmm goes hmm. 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 And you see the way through. You see the way through. And you have to practice it in slow motion every morning in your sadhana, in your personal daily practice. We're going to acronym that PDP. Say it. PDP. <laughs> and in your PDP code, you are going to learn to raise that light. You're going to raise it through your survival chakra.
to see that even in this chaos and confusion, you survive. You're going to raise it through your approval chakra to see that, wow, amongst all of your disapproval, there's a lot of approval too. Because you have equal amounts of everything. For every action, there is a equal reaction. When you come to your, the, the third chakra, which is the chakra of nourishment, so survival, approval, nourishment, you will recognize what is nourishing to you. And you will begin to bring to you that which is nourishing in the form of relationships with people, places, things, food. The human being is a plant-based being. The plant-based biology is all we have. We were forced into carnivorism, into blood-based diet, a blood-based diet. And then 10,000, 9,000 years ago, we figured out how to live in a murderous world where we would raise creatures and then murder them to suck their blood. This is the kind of language you got to use when you're talking about being a vegan. <laughs> really? You know, because people, ooh, well, oh, really? But a little bit of that will register <coughs> behind that burger. So the nourishment needs to be nourishment that allows you to truly see what is, to experience what is, to be in your presence. And then comes your solar plexus and your diaphragm, which is the emotional body, the root of the emotional body. To even get close to your heart center, you have to overcome that emotional body. You have to give that emotional body its jobs. Give your jealousy job, give your envy job, give your rage a job, give your anger a job, give your love a not love is a devotion. Give your pride a job, give all of your emotions a job, a task. Otherwise, they'll be so uptight that they'll keep you locked out of your heart center. And then you move into your heart center which teaches you, it teaches you how to give with effort and receive with relaxation. How to give with effort and then receive with relaxation. How to give with effort and then receive with relaxation. Total relaxation allows you to receive exactly what you've been giving. There's a seven-year tale. So if you've just gotten started in giving good things, but over the last six years you've been giving kind of a nonsense thing, you'll be receiving nonsense for a while. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> Emphasis added. <laughs> giving and receiving. And then comes the throat center in your presence, the center of your expression. Get out there. Say things. If you don't know what to say, you're at your optimum. Because if you don't know what to say, all you have to do is just open it up and start talking. And you'll listen to what you're saying too. Do not prepare your script. Open up. Let the script of the moment be the script of the moment. Otherwise, 
you've got this judge and jury that are determining whether or not what you're going to say is appropriate. And what are you doing then? You're not being you, you're being what is allowing you to be, what the outside screen is allowing you to be, and that is not acceptable. And then you move from that center of expression and understanding to the center of knowing. You've got to know things. You've got to have a list of things that you know with no reason to know them. You've got to have a list of unreasonability. You've got to be unreasonable. Make a list, and the moment you get a reason for knowing it, take it off the list and add something else to the list. What do you know for a fact? One of the things that I is high on my list, I have no reason to know it. I know that I am a master. And it controls my attitude throughout my day. And people complain sometimes in certain circles. And I enjoy those complaints. I smile at those complaints. I say, thank you. Because that means that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing what I have absolutely no right to do. Because they'll say, you have no right to, you have no right. I say, yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> do not be limited by the rights that you have. And you will stretch yourself into the rights that everyone has. Because you breathe, you are existing. And as long as you exist, exist at your greatest presence. Because if you don't, then the psychopaths taking advantage of chaos and confusion just use you as fodder for the canons of their world. Because when you act with that uncertainty and that insecurity, you really look stupid. And then comes this, the crown chakra, which is your allowing all of that which you know and don't know to enter your being. And then comes the eighth chakra, which is your electromagnetic field, your aura. That which surrounds you is a filter. And you can program that. Some days you will want to have a better understanding of nutrition. Some days you will want to have a better understanding of the psychopaths. Some days you will want to have a better understanding of the rhythms of your life. Some days you will want to have a better understanding of the melodies of your life. Some days you will want to have a better understanding of the relationships of your life. That is in your eighth chakra. It's a filter. And you have the right to be in charge of your filter. You want to see the dumbest question in the world? What's the color of my aura? Can you tell me the color of my aura? Whenever you would ask him a question like that, he would go, ooh, and just walk away. And, and, and the questioner would be sitting there going, 
because when you are not projecting into your aura, your aura looks a bit like stew. Kind of green, kind of brown, little dash of red, little green. When you are projecting into your aura and you have no way of knowing what your aura looks like, but you project, this is what my aura looks like, then your aura looks like a starburst. Because with no authority, you are taking the authority to be that which you are to be without knowing who you are to be. Never say, I am not sure of my purpose. Yeah, you are. Your purpose right now is to breathe. Your purpose at mealtime is to eat. Your purpose at bedtime is to sleep. And any other purpose that you want to add to that is your right. Don't think that there's like some assigned purpose. What is my purpose? No. Make it up. Make it up. Sometimes your purpose is to be a business person. Sometimes your person is to be a person that doesn't understand business. What does it allow you to do if you have a business and you suddenly decide you don't understand business? What does it allow you to do? Delegate, yeah. But what else does it allow you to do? Say it louder. Expand the business. Because when you don't know, you grow. And when you know, you can grow too. And so it's like inhale and exhale. Can you just inhale? No. You have to inhale and exhale. You know that there's a moment in which you die at the end of every breath? And it's that nanosecond in between the exhale and the inhale? You have no idea that you've got to get another breath. You really don't. That could be your last breath that you just exhaled. You never know when it goes. You never know when that moment is going to arrive. And yet you work really comfortably with each exhale. Apply that to the rest of your life. Apply that. Allow yourself to die a little bit in every moment, right? Allow yourself to do that which would totally embarrass you. You know how they say about embarrassment? I could have died. <laughs> yeah. Be so bold that you allow yourself to be embarrassed in every moment. And then what you'll do is you'll enable your concept of life which is held in your pel pelvis. Feel your pelvis right now. Just feel it on the floor there. Hmm? That bowl in which the salad of your life exists. Hmm? Right? Hmm? Hmm. Hmm. Right? And that bowl contains your concept or the, the sense of why you exist. And that sense of why you exist can be projected if you use all of your brains. But if all you use is your head brain and that bowl, there's no connection and you will be filled with uncertainty.
And so your gut brain and your heart brain and these top two vertebra and the reticular formation and the head brain. This is what we're going to work on in today's class in such a big way so that we can feel that and then feel that and then feel that and then get that aligned and then understand that. Hmm? Connection, circulation, enlightenment, comprehension of the concept of I exist. So put your hands on your on your knees and let's get down into that bowl. Sometimes you have to squiggle a bit more than other times. My wife and I do our PDP together every morning and we look at each other when we start out with Sufi grind and just to see who I'm married to today. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta and then, then you sort of calibrate, okay, here's how I will be the polarity of that, you know? And so as we're doing it, and then some days it's just like, and then, I, then the other person knows, oh, I better take notes. <laughs> I better keep things straight today because my partner is out there in the universe, right? Hmm. So that's a good way of knowing what is your day because you can feel it in your pelvis. You can feel it in your pelvis. You can feel what your day is like every day in your pelvis. How do your hips and your thighs connect into it? How is your lower spine? How's the left side kidney? How's the right side kidney? How is that lower spine? Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, a breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11-minute meditations which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com. Satnam.